Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 81 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back, I'm Ben, and once again I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello. I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Not bad at all. And we have also joined by our uh, res- our 3D printer correspondent, Ian Triple Power Triplo Trips. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad, Benz. How are you both doing? <laughs> Benz. We were referred to the other day on YouTube as uh, Ben and Ben, the Blood Bowl men. And... Um... <laughs> And I actually quite like it. Uh, I don't think we'll. Yes. I don't think we'll go changing any logos or anything. But I did quite like that one. I thought that was quite good. <laughs> the Blood Bowl Men. Yeah, that's the new podcast name. Uh, well, you know, it's like it's like Bill and Ben the bo- the uh, the Flower Pot Men. No, it's Ben and Ben the Blood Bowl Men. I don't know. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, as someone said earlier in the week, it was it was good to see you both at club, but there was like a three Bens in the room. It was far too many. Yeah, thirty percent Ben. Um, potentially a little bit too much ben anyway we are here to talk more blood bowl bits and bobs bt lay it down what are we going to be talking on episode 31 uh, we're just going to be having a bit of a mega discussion really about i think we call it dungeons and decisions dungeons um, and decisions yeah pretty much how, how what we think about dungeon bowl like how much do we need it what we what we're hoping to get out of it so yep yeah that is absolutely bang on and the reason for that is because this episode is coming out on the 27th of November, and that's the day that the pre-order goes live for Dungeon Bowl. So if you're listening to this, Dungeon Bowl is available for pre-order, and we are going to talk you through why you'd want to get it. And if you would, and if you don't want to get it, what you have to do to go around getting into Dungeon Bowl anyway, because it is a fair chunk of cash. It may not be up your street, and there's definitely other ways to do it, because it is just another way to play. Anyway, let's bounce into Blood Bowl News. And we are back. So we've got a few bits of blob on news. Uh, the big, big Kickstarters have ended now. So the Punga and Grebo just destroyed all targets known to man, basically. I, I don't know. Uh, I backed some stuff. I don't know what I backed anymore. I know money's gone. So that's good. Uh, and at some point it will be replaced with uh, little resin blocks of joy. And that's that's something I'm very happy with. Did you guys go in on those Kickstarters? I yeah. managed to resist that one, so nice. uh, that was that was a no for me. <laughs> well done, well done. How about you, Ben? Yeah, I did. I backed the Punga one. Um, yeah, the Grebo Chorf team was awesome. The Punga one was so varied; like they had very different strategies. I liked it. It was it was good. Um, it gave you real choice. Uh, still risky with the teams of legend. Um, yeah, but, but nice models. Oh yeah, they're just too fun to play. Anyway, I thought we'd check in on a couple of the Kickstarters. We did look at these last week, I think, uh, Ben. Like two weeks ago, last week. I don't know where it is anymore. What is it? Five, four weeks till Christmas yeah. now? Um, <laughs> I, put, I got a little countdown on like behind my screen uh, for like meetings at work. And when someone mentions Christmas, I will just fade it in to view just so it'll be behind my head up here it'll just be like 
32 days till Christmas or something as soon as someone starts <laughs> complaining about Christmas. Uh, just to, you know, bring some festive joy. Uh, so the first one we're going to look I'm at... I want to watch all of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, go full Joker. Um, the Wraith Kings football team, we did check this one out last week. Now this is the... It's, a, it's an STL situation, so if you've got a 3D printer, this is excellent. This is by Z-Axis, and this is the Black Souls Graveyard Fantasy Football Team. So this is the one we did look at last week, where it's, it's an undead team slash a necromantic team, but everyone's kind of ghosty. Um, so everyone mm. kind of looks like Mermorn Banshees, or like they're from Nighthaunt. I really like yeah. this. Um and and I'm really it's, it's cool. I think the models are really nice as well. Like they've the really like like oppressive looking skulls, lots of teeth and things like that. I just think it's really nicely designed. It's proper gribbly and they've done a superb job on their pledge. They're they're four four and a half grand against a target of eight hundred with hundred and sixty eight backers in there as well. Which is Yeah. Like that's that's pretty great for a Blood Bowl thing. I mean I <sighs> 168 backers is excellent now the value is pretty good because it's what was it 20 20 euros for the entire team and a bunch of star players stls and i think i hope they are um pre-supported uh, some of them they're, they're varied sculpts i like there's a couple of cartoony bits um you've got cheerleaders to go with it markers as well i like the markers i know they're very simple there's just little prone and stunned markers that look like they're 40 mil rounds that just kind of go over the bases of your players seems really simple but actually quite a useful thing yeah um, I almost think they'd be better off cut in half. So just a semicircle that you can print and put next to a base. Yeah, I use this, I use similar things like acrylic ones for that. So they're just like acrylic um, half circles that slot on a forty or thirty-two mil base. Yeah. See. Yeah, and that that seems that's really handy. That's perfect. Uh, Trips, have you seen this yeah. Kickstarter? Have you been uh, Have you been tempted by um, this one? It's seen it, was tempted, haven't backed it yet, but it's still open, so there's still time to be uh, <laughs> sucked in by the last 48-hour email. <laughs> yeah, I just love the uh, skeletons in big boots, especially uh, with the Dungeon Bowl news. There's going to be a need for like another undead team, I think, in my life. So these undead Kickstarters are definitely in the vein of what i'm looking for and the other one is west cross here uh 3d printers 3d printable fantasy football stadium and teams uh stls only and this is by mg picks isn't it um who's done some blood bowl bits before and this is a monster of a kickstarter uh we've actually got some stls to print out i've printed some out uh, i had to support them myself this will come pre-supported and because i had to support them myself i had a bit of a failure so it's taken me a few days to go and redo it uh took them out today um size wise uh, a bit varied the main crew like the, the 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 strength three dudes they're a little on the small side so i've got a print in right now with 110 and 120 percent Quite frankly, I think that's to do with Games Workshop scaling up their models because we've seen it from Punga, haven't we? When they bring out these mm -hmm. SDLs, you print them off and they just look quite small. You have to scale them up to 110, 120% to get kind of Blood Bowl chunk to them. But, I mean, have you seen the the the, uh, the stadium that comes with this? About to say, the stadium is insane. <laughs> that, that is ridiculously cool. Uh, yeah, just that looking at that map of how you print it out, it was like, whoa, that's like proper. It's thinking. beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. yeah. We've got like a sort of ruined Gothic cathedral with all. It's kind of it's kind of like um 
your old 40k gothic ruins oh but, this is um, this is legitimately like 40k terrain yeah it is you can totally use it for 40k oh wow yeah yeah i hadn't even considered I will that totally be using it not for blood Bowl. <laughs> 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 now i i love the design of their 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 players like it's a full undead team you've got zombies skeletons ghouls mummies whites um and it's got that cartoony element it it, it reminds me very much of um the the pirates of orc bay or the orcs of pirate bay or whatever it was called because they got like that that kind of slightly exaggerated features but but definitely not in a bad way like this is really well done uh, the bundle with stadium mm-hmm. and team is 36 pounds you get the entire stadium the uh all the stretch goals and the the, the team as well and you get four different ghouls four zombies four skeletons which as you guys will know if you've got a 3d printer you mirror them and you've got eight of all of those and the mummies and whites are just really well done models really cool the ghouls are a bit weird and i like them they look like something from a resident evil video game i think <laughs> yeah i can kind of see that they look like their, their faces remind me of mimics oh they kind of have like mini mimic faces do you think i'm right, gonna skip right ahead i'm gonna ask do you think we'll see mimics in dungeon ball do you think they'll be in the, oh, in the book i hope so are they are they in the original no gosh no 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 no. oh okay well no. i really hope so because that, that's such a dungeony like iconic thing to open your chest expecting to find your ball and instead i think that yeah, they'll have to be boneheaded in or house ruled in, depending on which way you call it. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be running a dungeon ball tournament in May, so we are. There's going to have to be mimics. Like it doesn't even matter. Oh, we'll, we'll put them in there. We're going to go deep on the dungeon theme, on the D and D theme for that. So Ben, we're going to. I'm going to leaning leaning on you very heavily for this, um, as our <laughs> resident D and D expert. Um, so, so expert, I just buy all the source books. Cause that's the yeah, I know. That's all hey, it is. I saw the look in your eyes when we were wandering around salute, and uh, you were like, "I just oh, want to get a source book. I've got these source books on order. It's like a mad warlock. Um, it yeah, was, it's wicked." So definitely leaning on you. So there's a, there's an undead team, and then there's the thing called the Molokai, which are these just I don't know. How would you describe them? Um, describe them as I... my beachhead snotling team <laughs> it <laughs> is a it is a care uh, it is a counter as a snotling team they are just they look like uh, tiny jowers if the heads weren't in hoods they were actually just massive halloween masks um and they've got some dudes who are riding around on these ram things you've got the big i don't know oni looking guys i printed one of those off they're very cool as well i hadn't seen the pump wagon that was cool. So the Babuba. It's a really cool little style, and it is going to be a really fun team to have printed off. Uh, those scale up just fine, which is which is pretty wicked. I'm a big fan of those guys. I love stunty teams, mm-hmm. so having the extra stunties is just wicked. Uh, Paul in chat, I know, live while the Thanksgiving NFL is happening. I know, I know, I know, I thought, but it is only the Lions and the Bears, so it, it's okay. Otherwise, I would have had it on in the background. Um, and I know that those are two NFC North teams, and I should massively care, but I really don't because I'm really sorry, Bears and Lions fans. I'm really sorry. Like it's like if if there was a Goblin team playing uh, the OWA, like, but a little bit less interesting right now, which is very sad. Uh, now I get it. The Blood Bowl <sighs> reference helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, want, I was I hoping want... you know, that your Lions versus Bears. I mean, that would be. Oh, that would be that would be really good. That would be much better. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, liminality in chat as well with a little bit of a spoiler says just as i start converting halflings i wake up this morning to see the punga update so we'll get to that one in just a second because uh let's see if we've got any stretch goals here we've got some tokens we've got a token molokai we've got a cool coach with a ghost figure got a star player ghoul the skeleton with chainsaw i think that's already gone out hasn't it trips you've already printed that guy yeah uh, it was a test print ah wicked i i love that model it's a very cool chainsaw a cool little bryce the slice uh extra zombie extra skeleton and some skill rings as well for stretch goals if they make it and i think they've basically made it now where are they where are they up to 2500 of an 840 goal apparently stl teams is the way to go and they've got some great painted up versions and ben uh they've got like the shots of the stadium oh there's some cool raised floors that'd be good for dungeon ball um i've got like these statues and things and it properly does look like 40k like very 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 cool uh finalized painted team looks great they've done a great job painting it up so you can see what the different things are uh, very perturbed by the fact that ghouls have no eyes but I, I think the design is brilliant i really like what they're doing i like you get two teams um and i i i'm actually very excited to see what these guys do next because they've got yeah, a cool lot of cool stuff going on. Um, might have to might have to have a chat, actually, and see. Um, right, so that is 12 days to go. Both these projects have still got a, a good life on them. So if you haven't backed them yet, you can bounce over and have a look. Uh, we did just want to check in on the Charlie Victor podcast as well. Uh, 210 backers smashing it at £12,000 against this goal of 2500 This is for the skill bands. Charlie Victor do phenomenal stuff and they've got these kind of rubber skill bands you put over the bases to mark out what you're doing. Uh, they're very similar to the ones we're using in the Bonehead Championship from Willie Miniatures, except these are bespoke. They've got dodge written on, they've got guard written on. Really useful, uh, so definitely worth having a look at. But well, we did look at these last time. This is new. So this is the Hungry Piranhas spoiler. Uh, Trips, you put this into the chat earlier, didn't you? You give us the, a quick rundown yeah. of this? So this is the Panga patron for next month. So this is the first half of the Halfling team. Very uh, sea-themed, as we've seen, um, with trees and more to come next month. Or January, I thought it be. So, um, I, right, there's eight Halflings here. Uh, there's two catchers. One catcher is being attacked by a crab. The other one is being attacked by some kind of bird. Or a parrot, probably. Is that a parrot? Oh, we need... I'm going to declare that a parrot or an albatross. Oh, I think it's a parrot. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say parrot with that. Got the beak. So, um, let's do good, bad, good, shall we? Because I feel like that's, that's an appropriate space. <laughs> I think we, we, we're all unanimous on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, good stuff first. Let's all go around the room and say one thing we like about this team. Let's start with Ben, with the with the halfling, the halflings from Punga incredibly well sculpted like as usual we from punga it comes out with like s tier quality i mean i find their stuff is really if you like games workshop style you will like punga style because it's very um the way they sculpt is very similar very crisp detail um and very nicely detailed um very heroic scale as well so you've got like big heads and things i think they look fantastic yeah really really good trips anything to add on that front think that as just as ben said they look great they look like they'll be fun to paint up they've got plenty of character in but aren't so different that they're not a united team yeah that's that's very 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 fair so they 
I like the scale. Like they look like the second. They look like the older version of the halflings. Like they look like Games Workshop mm-hmm. halflings, just scaled up, which is befitting these days. So like they've got a good mass to them. That I think will fit with the new halfling team. But they've got the kind of the farmer's hat and the armored breastplates of the old Games Workshop halflings. And for that, I absolutely love it. I just wish they weren't so bloomin' obsessed with pirates. <sighs> I know. Yeah. They just love these nautical themes. I feel like they have someone on their sculpting team who like just makes such good pirate hats. Like he was like brought in because he, he was asked to sculpt a pirate hat. And then <laughs> and then they sculpt they they made this pirate hat and they're just like, right, that's fantastic. What else can you do? And they're like More pirates. Just hats. And crabs. I can <laughs> do great crabs. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I love them, and I mean, if you happen to have a Blood Bowl stadium, that's like a boat, like the Kraken Stadium. Oh, you're these well teams away. Are fit lovely. Um, yeah, if your league is out at sea, you might really enjoy having your team. <laughs> if you yourself are but... a pirate, you will love this team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, do I did lo- think of one thing that would work. It, it's if there was a college of water, oh, then they, a... you'd have a lovely theme across Punga miniatures. Yeah, the, yeah, there that isn't, is which is which is gutted. Uh, although three, all the, there's three out of four teams for the for the life for the college of life. Uh, Wood elves, they haven't done yet, but halflings, snotlings, and um, Nurgle, Nurgle, they have done. So you, if you are a lifetime backer of Punga, you can just print a College of Life team without the the Wood elves immediately. Um, so I mean, I love the style. I, the other thing I'm a bit ah, oh, it's a shame is I know I have I would have absolutely no problem paying twenty pounds for a Blood Bowl team. Like not not a problem at all. I, like that's just bang on. This is STLs, right? I, you're at that point reaching the same kind of cost as a Games Workshop team, and then you have to print it mm-hmm. on top. But actually, it's fine because it's worth it because you can mirror stuff. You can make them bigger, make them smaller. Like it's just it's just cool, and you can just print them. I just the distribution of it. I'm gutted. There's not one tree man because this team you, you like they did this brilliantly with the Nurgles. Um, there was two blockers, a goat. And a bunch of linemen. And actually, what you could do is you could print off those rotters and stuff mirrored, and two goats mirrored, so that you could actually build a team um, with one month. And I guess that's why they don't spread them across. And I imagine it's because the tree men, whatever they're going to look like, are going to be very cool because they are going to be cool. It's just ah, oh, gonna wait a whole month. It's a bit cheeky. It is a bit cheeky. I mean, it'll be it'll really suck actually to get like a whole like. As as a Blood Bowl player to be like, um, yeah, I want to play Halfling, so I'm going to buy a Halfling box that says Halfling team on it, and then not you know realize you need some trees. That would that would suck. Hey, um, imagine, imagine that. Imagine a world where that. Oh happens. man! Yeah. Thank goodness um, they're not but... doing a Goblin team. Um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it, it's a bit cheeky. I, I I can see why they split it up, and Patreon is already a really good deal. So oh, it's yeah. like. Sure. We, yeah, it's really nice. It, it would be quite nice if there was an alternative. If they had like an online store where you could just get the team rather than having to wait, because it makes your month kind of a little, like you said, it makes it a little bit redundant. It's like, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, oh, cool, I can print off halflings, but I'm just gonna wait till January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've got the big guys. Um, I mean, that's just not gonna be true. I'll print this off as soon as I get it because they're very cool and everyone loves partying up, painting up halflings. 
Um, and apparently they're quite hard to sculpt well, halflings, because there are some garbage halfling teams out there. Um, and this has been really well executed, so I love it. Um, right, anything more to add on Punga, Patreon, anything with that, Trips? No, no, all good. Why crabs? Why sea stuff every time? <laughs> I cannot wait for them to branch out. I don't care what it is. Um, I, I don't care what... 2022 is going to be all... I don't know. You said farmers. They're going to stick with that. It's going to be all farmers. That would theme. be all right. I mean, what other theme could they uh, do to death? What else is there that would be a bit lackluster? Uh, like undead. Yeah. I'm, I like, mean, like an undead wood elf team or an undead dark elf team. Undead humans. Ooh, like an e Egyptian undead. theme or something like that? An Egyptian theme wood yeah. elf team would be a bit like, oh, so close. So close. Yeah. yeah but we'd, we'd, we'd love it for the, like, the first three teams. It'd be by October we'd be getting bored again. <laughs> yeah. It'd be Shark Team. Oh, well, the Shark Team was very popular. And Milton would be very happy. Um, <laughs> right, I think that does it for news. So we will be right back with some hobby goodness and then take a deep dive into Dungeon Bowl. Okay, let's talk hobby and games and buying and printing. Mr. Triplo, what have you been up to Blood Bowl-wise? Uh, so Blood Bowl-wise, uh, or sort of games, so th uh, three games now into the league. Um, uh, and I'm two and one with my Blackhawks. That's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, uh, but I've discovered Blackhawks with Agility 4+. They are potential ball carriers and they're, seem to be more reliable fine. than the goblins. They're just fine. Like the ogres, underrated ball carriers. Black orcs don't even have bonehead. Like so, yeah, exactly right. Trips. So uh, and and had a good game this week. Uh, played Jack, who was uh, leading the league with his million snotlings and hundreds of thousands of inducements that he had every game. But uh, yeah. The grab really did work well against the snotlings. Oh, it just cancels hey. it out. I think is it is it not Luke who's running snotlings? Uh yeah, sorry actually. Yeah. Luke, yeah. Yeah, Luke. Yeah, so played past the snotling down the line until he went splat. Oh, nicely done. So two one with Black Orcs. Any decent players brewing up? Uh so I think four Black Orcs have got uh, a skill up so i've got two mighty blow and two guards and Perfect. i'm up to nine spp on a goblin who i am saving desperately to a keep the tv down and b to see if i could do something fun down the line what are you thinking with him sure hands either sure hands or i'm really tempted to try and keep a go for a characteristic upgrade oh wow oh. The bravery oh it'd just be, be rewarded just be brutal where you're like oh he's movement seven <laughs> but you can you can trade that down for a double i guess if you don't like it and then just make him a bludger or dauntless or wrestle or something um he'll just die anyway so it'll be great for about three turns great break tackle would be good <laughs> then he's kind of gets that plus one to dodge although it's just not very often is it mm, i don't know i don't know i like it i think that's brilliant though uh, I'm really glad to see Black Orcs doing well. Um, I love them. I yeah. love playing the Buccaneers in the Bonehead Championship. So, but you've gone with no troll. Have you got a troll yet? Uh, no troll, but I do now have enough money for the troll. But I am tempted to just buy some more rerolls because 
six black orcs and a troll leaves you very short of movement. Oh, that is very true. But you just got to play them like Skaven and just uh, go for it all the time. Uh, and you're, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want to see. A black orc falling over and killing himself on the uh, dodge. No, I'm a oh, 10 plus. Cool. They're great. They're great. No, that's Wicked Trips. BT, how about you? Uh, yeah, so I'm only two games into League. I had a, had a bit of a bye week last week. Um, I don't think I actually talked about the first game, which I did play against Trips himself. Um, oh, I didn't realise. Yeah, that was... Yeah, so we, we kicked off the League together. Um, uh, it was a... Was it 2-1 victory to yeah. Blackhawks? Yeah, so... Um, fortunately, not too many lasting injuries. Um, so I only had one journeyman um, going into the second game, which was against uh, Richard. Um and yeah, I won two 0 against his corn team playing the new corn. Oh, um, which I think was also the first time I've beaten Richard. I mean, he's a very good coach. <laughs> and so I was on reflection. I think I think that's the first time I've won. Oh, that's yeah. wicked! Of course, you guys played down at Toyment, didn't you? Yes, yep. Ian and I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right near my work. So. Okay, yeah. well, I will very quickly interject um, some great stuff. Liminality says, uh, "What about if Punga did ninjas?" Um, ninjas, dear God, I'd hate to see ninjas done to death. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. There's, there's danger, danger. You know what? I'd, I'd quite like that. You know what? Pirates not looking so bad. Uh, I'm happy with that. Um, I love that. Henley says Luke is, uh, me, Joe, Luke is, uh, me. Jack got wrecked by the snots the week before. <laughs> nice and paul says lucky to have birthday today oh happy birthday paul been bought all the corn stuff i want and have money for dungeon bowl lost in space yeah gotta hope there's no teleporter foul that fails i love it right so i got my first league game with corn and i went with four seekers two rerolls two gores and that's it that's everything you get for corn i went heavy with dedicated fans i think i went four dedicated fans to to kind of just try and generate more cash and um, I ended up playing uh, against Peter, and it, I was I was going into it, and um, it's Renegades, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, it's like there's a, only a few bad matchups with Corn, and I've played against several of them now. I've played against Ogres, which is a very bad matchup for a frenzy heavy team because of the you know the, the Noblars, <laughs> and everybody being stronger than you, and then Pact, and I'm like, oh for goodness sake, like they've got an edge two plus dude, and they've got three big guys he was running he was running the the, the classic triple the classic trio of uh, the only troll. way to run packed yeah i just I, I don't know man i think you can get you can get the roger in there it's it's dangerous uh the troll bless him had a very bad game and just trolled all over the place um and i got away with it it went really really well i fouled the minotaur out early on um nice he got a blitz went in committed a bit hard and then i surfed a couple of dudes and went crazy and then got stuck in uh, defensive turnover in the first half and then ground down the pitch in the second half it was really good had a couple of casualties and uh four knockouts i think in there going into the second half but then he pulled off a superb two-turn throw teammate touchdown it was excellent it was absolutely square perfect so uh, it was a victory, but it was not a 2-0. Uh, a it was a 2-1, but I'm super happy with that. Um, anytime you get to see an Underworld throw teammate touchdown, it's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played it perfectly. It was great to see. Um, so i got some SPPs on my guys now. i uh, got a Corn Gore with 3 SPP, and i got another Corn Gore with 7 SPP. So 
I'm 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 really tempted to take two randoms on the seven SPP guy just to try out some I, stuff. I think that I think you've got to. I think you've got to. You've got to be the way to go. Mm. I can take three random we... skills across two gores at that point and just see how see how things go. Um, yeah, you know, for the podcast to uh, to try out some different skills. So Ben, you've played against Corn now as well. Uh, what do we yeah. think? What do we think of the new roster? I I think at that low TV they really struggle. Like they they just don't do themselves any favors. They've not <laughs> they've not really got the skills to like be really aggressive or like really dangerous. Like not having anyone with block is always tough to start off a league, especially if you've got some developed pieces. I mean, I had the advantage, I think, with Nobility. I think they are quite a counter with the stand firm pieces. Yeah. It really, really screwed up Rich's game plan in a lot of cases. I mean, I was being generous, but I was, I was constantly saying, that's got stand firm, just remember, like, remember yeah. the bodyguards. Because there were a couple of times he's going to blitz him, and I'm just like, yeah, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's... I think if you can if you can suppress them and keep the seekers out and keep them busy, I always try try to mark them because I just know how big a threat they are. Um, yeah, it's... He, he also didn't have much luck with the Bloodspawn. He, he ran the Bloodspawn and that thing just kept failing its uh, animal savagery. Or is it I've, Unchanneled Fury? Which un- Unchanneled Fury, we get um, kind of gets away with it. Yeah. I've, I've not been impressed with the big guy. I know that on paper he's awesome. Uh, and I tell you what, as I lined up against Pact yesterday, I was like, oh, I should have listened to Richard. I should have run the big guy. And <laughs> at least I would have had an opportunity to go Kaiju versus Kaiju. Use that claws, use that mighty blow and, and do some damage. But he's unreliable. Fun. Unreliable, and this roster, you it rolls on the dice. This is I, heavy frenzy teams. Very much remind me of goblins. Like if stuff works mm-hmm. out, you are going to have a stonking game. If it doesn't, you are going to get stomped. And I think Rich was running one reroll build as well, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, that yeah. Did, that went pretty far. Well, that's brave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be to be fair, I was running. I was running two, and by the end of turn one. I had none uh, because it was like, and uh, this two die block is both down, both down. Like, that's fine. Got a reroll, no problem at all. I, I got a push, push. I was like, that's fine. Second block, skull, skull. I'm like, can't take that. Reroll, reroll, both down, both down. I was like, oh, goodbye, rerolls. Uh, yeah, so it's 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 an interesting one. Um, there's not a lot in it. The yeah. Seekers are great, but you're right, Ben, against Nobility. Like, who are they going to... Well, you know what? We've had this in the, in the championship, haven't we? With the Rat Ogre. Up against nobility, mm-hmm. uh, with who are you going to blitz? Like the throwers. That's it. Yeah, he had a couple of two die blocks against the blitzers as well, but the block just beat them. So yeah, like at that point as well, it's just it's they really do struggle. Yeah, and uh, when you can fend fend away the uh, well, that's it, that's it frenzy. It's just like just uh, that's not really much takes away your frenzy completely. And you know what? Yeah, I love this i love that corn comes in and doesn't ruffle stomp over everything like mm-hmm. actually it's landed and ogres gave it a good matchup sidestep stuff is going to give it some good matchup uh fend and the stand firm that they've got out there going to give it a tough matchup and honestly i think black orcs are probably going to be a bit of a toughie as well um one way or another because of all that strength four so seekers lose out like it's good there's black orcs are going to be a tough fight against a vanilla corn team uh, because you don't get that, yeah. yeah. And I think that's brilliant. I, I, I am terrified of running a Skaven team into a Corn team, though. I, yeah. You, I think you win, 
but I, I think you'll lose almost everybody. Um, if the dice go in their favour, I think also if they're like quite late into the league, I think they're going to become really dangerous. Once they start getting blocked, that's going to be scary. Um, block frenzy is insane, and when they're not up against the team that can manage it, like you said, um, yeah, like light ability, I think yeah, it can be really, really, really oppressive. Um, poor, poor Richard actually in our game, we didn't get much luck with the seekers. I mean, I casualtyed one pretty early on with the blitzer. And at the start of the second half, we got a vicious ref, which sent off a seeker. Oh, man. <laughs> so that really sucked. Um, yeah, and I think one um, tripped over and hurt himself as well. So. Oh, wow. Oh, no, I think it might be when he blocked the blitzer and went down. Um, so it was like a, yeah, um, nah. self-casualty. Yeah, it was not, not that great. It's still so good to have a new team and a new challenge, and that's it. Everybody's now played a game that we've never played before, and it creates new Blood Bowl challenges which is one of the things I'm most excited about with Dungeon Bowl Landing is because there's eight new teams in it. Like, regardless of how you think about it and the way they're structuring the teams is very interesting, there's eight new teams. So we've got Corn now and then there's a whole bunch more coming, which is which is really cool. So uh, the hobby-wise, I painted the Corn team red, started painting bronze armor and decided I really hated the color scheme and then ran out of hobby time. Uh, so I kind of need to... I need to have another go and try a different scheme. I mean, I tried to use our, our patented tournament tips and just start with a one colour and work it out. But surprisingly, bronze and red is, is not a great combo because bronze, red and flesh tone, is it kind of... There's no contrast there. It just turns into this kind of sunburnt mess. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go for more of the brass. The brass and red works, so maybe take it more yellower. More, yeah you know what did i use i can't remember what paint i used now but it was it was quite a brassy color but i'm gonna experiment and try that uh ben i can see that you're painting right now what have you been painting yeah. um still working on non-necrons um I, i'm very close to finishing this batch um i'm painting right now so i do apologize if i keep looking down but said i get it done by the end of the week so i'm sort of every free moment i get burn <laughs> paint on these things it's getting pretty close now on this batch there'll be some more coming but um yeah, no, I'm still enjoying it. I mean, they're they're very cool models. These new Necrons. So I say new. It's been out what over a year, but yeah, they're good. They are good. Pretty Do much like them. Day. How about you, Trips? Any hobby on the go? Uh, November is my traditional sort my hobby hobby out month and ah. tidy up the uh, the room and sort everything out. But I have been printing tiles like there's a new game that's using them coming oh, out and uh, today we moved on to clips oh, to wow. connect tiles together so uh, i think i'm only 14 tiles short of a set now <laughs> do you know what you might be done in time as well yeah yeah i'll uh, yeah i will have them before i have the rule book in hand oh i love it i love it we can trust the to like actually get a project done i don't bring us the shame in oh hugely <laughs> i printed one tile um, got a couple of bits in chat. Um, Davin Perry says, working on my own corn team. Mutation access is a big change. It really is. I think we'll see some. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll see some claw spam. I don't think it's going to be great, but I think we will see it. Um, and uh, Fend on the nobility lineman there from 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 Hendy. Yeah, absolutely. Paul says after playing BB since after playing them since Blubber One uh, came out, it's great to have new Blood Bowl experiences. Yes, it is. It's great to see these teams come out. And, you know, we've been really lucky with the Blackhawks. With nobility, with the change to um, underworld and necro, 
regardless of whether you like the change to Necro or not. And then this new corn team is pretty good. I, I expect to see this continue. Although, Ben, it does look like uh, neither of us are going to win our prediction for the year. No Squig oh, team. I know. No Slanesh team. I, hey. I, feel, I feel like you were closer and just chose the wrong Chaos God. Because <laughs> it's Chaos, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> We'd have traded all of that in for Corn and Dungeon Ball. Oh, huge. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah not okay. Bad, I think oh, but think about it. How great would a Squig team be in a dungeon? Like, just, yeah. Be fantastic. Now, don't get me wrong. Corn are going to do pretty good in the dungeon. And I'll tell you what, guys. Shall we move on to the big topic today? Dungeons and Decisions. Okay, so the meat of the episode is Dungeons and Decisions. How badly do you need to buy Dungeon Ball? Not how badly do you want to buy Dungeon Ball, because if you're someone like me who started out with Dungeon Ball, the desire to buy this is incredibly and potentially unnecessarily high. Now, we've got Ben and we've got Trips, who I believe might be on slightly different parts of this spectrum so what we're going to do is we're going to talk through basically the three key bits about dungeon bowl and whether or not you need to buy it whether or not there's a different way to go that may suit you so i'm going to open and say that i am hugely in the camp of i cannot wait to buy this because it's awesome but at the same time do you need it do you really need it well, that's kind of what we're going to dig in and have a look at and to kick things off, there was an article that dropped this week that kind of uh, went into a few bits and bobs. So we're going to have a look at that to start. But we are going to look through the rules. We're going to look through the teams and we're going to look through the dungeons. And we're going to talk about what you need, whether you need to buy the box game or not. So a couple of updates, though, guys. I don't know if you got a chance to see this as the we went. Uh, it says top five things, five ways Dungeon Bowl totally shakes up the game of Blood Bowl. I mean... Streamlined rules, it just says they've updated the rules to 2020. And you know what? Compared to standard Blood Bowl, I think that it's fair to say that Dungeon Bowl shakes up how Blood Bowl is played on account of it being played in a dungeon, probably to one touchdown with teleporters, with exploding treasure chests, with walls. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think that definitely shakes it up. And I say that would probably fall into all of the categories. And that's kind of why and where we're going to split this up. So it's big different. This bit, refined dungeon generation, the process of setting up a dungeon arena has been totally reimagined. You now work with your opponent to generate a play area before tossing a coin to determine your respective starting positions. Uh, this means you can gamble on a high risk, high reward strategy by weighing the dungeon one way and then hopefully um, winning the coin toss and getting to choose that side. So when it comes to dungeon generation, doesn't sound like there's going to be preset maps. It sounds like you're going to have to work with your opponent to build it. And you know what? I, for one, have... I've been in the zone where when I was younger with like the Space Hulk tiles, when I've been designing Dungeons and Dragons like dungeons and things, building dungeons is cool um, and definitely gives you that that bit of flexibility. It's certainly not competitive, but I think that's probably something we can come to at the end. It's, now, it's fun though. It's and I think it's going to mean that you won't play two games the same. Yeah. And hey, we're huge fans of that here. That's why we love the mixed team stuff is because you're likely to play games you will never play a game and you're exactly right, Trips. You sit down and make a dungeon, no two games are going to play out the same. Uh, so each... I do wonder if um, 
I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. I was going to say, I do wonder, and I mean, the next section kind of kind of comes onto this, but I do wonder if it will support you make like expanding it or like does the dungeon layout always like have to be these tiles or could you have like unique tiles that you maybe add to it yourself well um, we, we, we are definitely going to talk about that because that's one of the biggest thing yeah. about dungeon bowl and it's one of the biggest things that has no need for the box uh and that's kind of mm-hmm. this is this is why dungeon bowl is a weird expansion as far as blood bowl goes or at least it should be whether this box is going to limit it or not i don't know ben um each room yeah. has unique rules. Blood Bowl is renowned for its wacky and unpredictable nature, yet Dungeon Bowl takes it to a whole new level. Each room tile now comes with its own special rules for your players to interact with the environment. Uh, for example, we're making an armor roll in the armory. You'll get plus one modifier to represent your player clobbering the, your opponent with one of, the li- uh, one of the weapons lying around. And if you stumble into the Dragon Youngling's Lair, you can be knocked down on a five plus, causing a turnover if your player is carrying the ball. It's Bedlam down there, which is very interesting. I do... I do like that the little different dungeon rooms have got stuff there. Like, there's knives and things, which is what you'd see in a dungeon. Because, I mean, the whole point of Dungeon Bowl is that it takes place in a random dungeon and there are several things that you require in a dungeon. And There's always a, an armory, and oddly, there's always a shop. I never figured out quite why or what their trade is normally, but if you've ever played an adventure like Choose Your Own Adventure book, there is always <laughs> a shop. And I'm like, dude... <laughs> I've worked in shops for 18 years, and this is a terrible location. Um, awful footfall. <laughs> awful footfall. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's like an Orcs version of a Greg's just like round the corner, uh, <laughs> like just pops into Dungeway and uh, picks Grogs. up. Yeah, Grogs. I like that. There we go. I have to get some branding on the go. Uh, <laughs> so fancy rules. Dungeon terrain. It's got the treasure chests and the teleporters. And the teams, which is a huge element that we'll chat about in a bit. Uh, eight different colleges with a mixture of players from different teams. So there was some interesting stuff in there. I don't think there was anything we didn't know except for the distribution of the teams. And I, it's quite cool that the rooms have special rules. And I guess that takes us to the beginning of this segment, which is looking at the rules. So the box... You've got two teams. They are mixed teams. It looks very much like it's going to be one sprue of Skaven, one sprue of Dark Elves to be the Shadow Team, one sprue of Ogres, and one sprue of Dwarves to be the Fire Team. And you get a bunch of tiles and the rule book. So definitely three elements there. The rules, the dungeon, and the team. So let's start at the rules. I mean, it's been said that this is a £95 rule book. Um... And I think mm. this is potentially, this is what we've seen in so many of the comments, and I don't know if you guys have heard this, is people were really hoping that they could just buy the rule book. I am one of those people. Yeah. yeah. I am also one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is, if you split this box in three, you've got, you know, 30 quid for a rule book, 30 quid for two teams, 30 quid for cardboard free range cardboard free range organic cardboard um mm-hmm. dutchy original cardboard um <laughs> and which basically you know again branding so the rules wise i mean trips what what are you expecting in that rule book because it looks reasonably chunky it looks reasonably chunky so i i'm working on the basis that there's probably quite a bit of lore in there about dungeon bowl or 
it's just the main rule book with a new section that explains the dungeon bowl rules. Now, I like that you've picked out on one of my fears there, which is definitely, it does say that this is a standalone game. So, and this is kind of something that, all right, let's, okay, let's be positive, Ben. Let's reframe this. Uh, awesome. If you're just coming into Blood Bowl and you pick up a Dungeon Bowl rule and the game has got the league rules in there. If you already play Blood Bowl, having the league rules is a duplicate and you really don't need it. If it's different than the Blood Bowl league rules, which I am a little bit worried about based on how they did the sevens rules, I think that would be a negative. Um, how do you guys feel about those the league rules being in there? I think uh, it's a negative if... If that if you're an experienced player and you're already in a league and you're doing it, I th I think that the other thing is this is a new starter box, so there are going to be new people buying this and are not traditional Blood Bowl players. I will likely be buying a box for a newer starter to Blood Bowl of the smaller scale <laughs> um, to to get into because it's a quicker and easier game to get your head round and play. So. In that case, having those expanded rules in there is is really important to start the slow suck into thirty years of playing Blood Bowl. <laughs> uh, I can attest to that. So yeah, you're right. Um, having that there for people who are just coming in is very good. And having a, I mean, Ben, you've bought probably far too many dungeon crawler kickstarters and probably still waiting for some of them to arrive. Uh, but like having a dungeon crawler boxed game is just one of the most alluring things of being a gamer right like it is yeah and yeah and i, I, I love in. a dungeon crawler <laughs> yeah. yeah like having a dungeon crawler is great and, and being able to key in there so what trips is saying about you know get the box and then for someone who's new to blood bowl or gaming or just it is just dungeon bowl you've got a box with a ton of replayability um, and having those league rules in there is going to be really good to get them into the game. And that is assuming that the league rules are the same as Blood Bowl, which you've got to assume they are. I really hope that they kind of simplify it down. But being Ben, what what else are you expecting or would want to see in that book? I I mean, tri trips the the law. That's that's something I definitely want to see out of it. Um, I'd want to see some kind of like it's just some kind of. Something that adds to replayability, like it, if it's like a campaign, like different campaigns or something. I don't know if that's part of Blood Bowl. Oh, sorry, Dungeon Bowl, in the past. But some some like settings, that kind of thing. You have like different colleges. Could you have different like settings for the dungeons where it changes up the play? Like I'd oh. want I'd want to see something like that. Something to make each game even more different rather than just relaying the tiles in a different way. Yeah, kind of death zone inside the book. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, a dungeon specific death zone, dude. Different dungeons would be wicked in there. Different themes of dungeons would be great in there. For me, the thing that I really want that really don't need and probably won't be in there, but is such a massive part of dungeons, is wandering monsters. And mm -hmm. I, they had this in second edition. Um, I don't think it was in the core rules. I think it was an expanded article, but you could have like a dragon wandering around in the dungeon and uh, it had like, <laughs> yeah, it had claws, unsurprisingly, you know, and there's spiders and stuff, which just that's such a massive part of being in a dungeon is is running around yeah. and coming around a corner and finding a monster there and then being like uh, nope um so 
yeah i'd love to see that because i mean we love expanded rules and if they don't have them we'll make them and it will take zero days uh, for us to put something together because it's just such a cool element to it um so as far as the rules go cool they got a league thing cool that they've got the teams in there it would be great to see some a ton of background and some ver- some variation in the, like, the actual dungeon bit so mm-hmm. um do this and if the- we go back to the very first article it did say there might be a dragon in there it did it did and i'm very much hoping that that is a is a thing to say we're going to have uh, wandering monsters i just um, it's dragon week on warhammer community right now so i'm hoping that on friday they'll be like haha buy your dragon ready for dungeon ball um because i will buy a dragon ready for dungeon ball um how how the dragons fly around in these small corridors i don't know but um i don't know the squares they're too wide you could fit a giant in there um you could definitely fit a giant in there uh, a couple mm-hmm. of bits a couple of bits in chat um uh, do we expect all the players to have the same cost or will things like passing ability need to be costed less? That's actually quite interesting. So we've seen the team layouts at the moment of how many players you can have of a certain type in a certain college. Okay, we've only seen two, but still. Um, maybe we'll see some adjusted costs for throwers, perhaps. Uh, so that's a good shout. Um, Jonathan Redmond says, I love the sound of it, but I'll be grabbing it for sure. Just worried the community won't warm to it, want to try it. Now... That is, I think we'll we'll just talk about that right now. We had this chat in the uh, the wobble chat this week, haven't we? Like, and you know, trips. Where do you think Dungeon Bowl will land in the kind of standard rotation? I guess is is a way of saying it. Oh, I th- I think it's. I mean, we've seen it within the the league and and the club players. We've got everybody wants to play it, and it might not be something that everyone wants to play every week. But it feels like your Blood Bowl palate cleanser, particularly if you've been smashed in the league twice by <laughs> corn or something like that. A, a bit of to. Dungeon Bowl. Yeah, and you might be able to get a couple of games in on a club night. So I, th- I can see a lot of people picking it up and playing it for a, for a bit of change. Yeah, I like that. PT, what do you reckon? It's... I think, yeah, I, I time is very limited. Time for playing games is very limited. And, you know, while it might be a palate cleanser, I do feel like people like their league. And, and if, if 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 you have to, you know, get people away to, to play a one-off game, it, it can be a lot harder. I mean, I've, so many games that, you know, myself and my friends have got that we just haven't even got around to playing yet. We've had them for, like, months, sometimes years, just because it's like... It's just getting the time to play a game can be really, really challenging sometimes. Um, and that's that's the trouble with the board game space. You might play it like once or twice, but other than that, it might remain off the shelf. And that's that's kind of a case where I think maybe it doesn't matter too much about if the league rules and stuff are in there because maybe you don't have the time to dedicate a whole league to this one-off box game. And that's very fair. And I, I kind of we kind of bounced around and said it's going to fit kind of where sevens is. Like every now and again, it's great to have a dungeon bolt event. It's great to have a sevens event, um, but not standard. Uh, however, if the rules fit in the same way that they used to, and I can't see why not, you can fit a dungeon bowl game or a couple of dungeon bowl games into a standard eleven season. Uh, the difficulty with sevens is your league team was for naught in a sevens event. Like it just wasn't, it just didn't fit mm. right. As much as I tried to make it fit because it's just the best version of Blood Bowl, being able to just be like, "Cool, I'm going to play my Black Orcs against Ben's Nobility, 
league team and this week is going to be dungeon bowl week and you can chuck it in there and have something different have something that everybody kind of has a good laugh at playing and you can kind of fit it in um so i think that that's actually a really a really good shout um from from jonathan but it is not going to be as popular as standard blood bowl it is a spectacle game i think um if you're playing at home if you're playing with your, your siblings your parents you know your kids just like absolutely binging dungeon bowl games is wicked building a massive dungeon and playing it through is just one of the best things you can ever do like we did this as kids we'd build massive dungeons and it was just like i would never play it now it's such a bad idea but dude you know getting like a patio table and your la and your like dining room table and lining them up and making eight foot of dungeon and then running a team or four teams in there it's just it's a wicked spectacle yeah ian's on board with this yeah you say you'd never do it now but if we said in three weeks time four of us are uh got a table at employment for four <laughs> hours to play a mega yeah. dungeon bowl game we'll all be there that would yeah, be sweet would, actually yeah. that would be sweet but that's it it's, yeah. a, it's a spectacle game i think so i think it's going to fit in as something different and it's something that we've not had before and ben's right playing time is very limited but actually you could probably include this in your league without too much difficulty and that is really nice um that's a that's a really great question uh, Davin says, if the rules are radically different to Blood Bowl 2020, then it won't be good. Like if it's Blitz Bowl, I think we're pretty safe with that. Um, yeah, Jonathan said, but, but exploding treasure chest, what's not to like? Uh, Liminality says, I've never played, but really interested. Would hate for the majority of the rule bit being a carbon copy of 2020, though. Yeah, that would. Uh, Davin says, carbon copy kind of makes sense. Uh, Tyler says, happy American Thanksgiving, everyone. Um, <laughs> thanks for having an awesome show. Thank you. Yes, of course. Happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the Thanksgiving sales. That's going on at the moment. Davin's Wandering Monsters would be cool. Dungeons and Dragons Bowl. Uh, worth the cost of Patreon just to see Ben not know how to pronounce my name. So just to avoid it. Right. E-O-I-N. That's you, in, isn't it? Um, uh, isn't it Owen? Oh, it might be Owen. Ewan? Is it Ewan, Ewan? or is it Owen? Uh, okay. Okay, I, I've fucked up. I should, I should not have said anything. Should say... <laughs> <laughs> One of the above. <laughs> one of the above. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Hannon, we'll go with that one. Uh, right, yeah, cool. So the book, the book is going to be incredibly important if you want to play Dungeon Bowl. Perhaps I don't know. It might not be if you know how the treasure chests work and you know how the teleporters work, and there are going to be some special rules around throwing balls around corners and stuff. But actually, I know a channel that's going to have a decent breakdown video of how those work because that's what we do here because that's where we get excited. So actually. Do you need the rule book? You need the rule book probably about as much as you need Death Zone. All right. If you love Blood Bowl, you love theme, you love Dungeons and Dragons source books, this book with rules and opportunities is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a really great pickup. And I think G Dubs not bringing the rule book out together with this is on purpose uh, because at that point, that whole like, that's a £95 book for me is accurate. But you know what? This book, if it's good, if it's fun, is like, that's that's okay. Like, that's okay because it comes with a bunch of stuff as well. So moving on to the bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know. Here, what do we, we want to do? Do we want to do dungeons or teams next? Should we do teams first? Ah, uh, it's, it's Owen. You were right, Ben. Sorry, Owen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Trips. Teams. 
teams next because you've you got to have a team to play. All right, let's do teams. So there was another article. We did a little video on it. They've changed some of the info in the article now, which is quite interesting. They've uh, they've taken chaos out of the College of Fire. Um, originally in their first article, chaos was in the College of Fire. Now it's not. Now it's not. So when it comes to teams, this is something that the book will be kind of useful for, but only to the same extent of knowing what goes in it. Um, and again, a decent spreadsheet or something. It's, it's, it's certainly not insurmountable. Um, there are eight colleges and each college has a mix of teams, but it is not just a mix of teams. So the College of Fire is our first example here. Uh, dwarves, Ogres and Corn. It's not going to be the whole dwarf roster, the whole ogre roster, and the whole corn roster. And we've got an example of this because in the same article, actually, there was a kind of the two archetypes here um, of two teams. So Death, College of Death and the College of Beasts. And in that, so the College of... Uh, let's go with the College of Beasts. I think it does more, more stuff. Uh, lineman, 0-16, Beastman, Runner. So the College of Beasts was listed as having uh, Corn, Nurgle, Necro, and Lizardmen, I think, Chaos as well or something, something outrageous. And we're thinking, wow, that team is going to be absolutely crazy. But it's not because mm -hmm. they've taken specific players and brewed up a new roster that is the College of Beasts. So the linemen are Beastmen. The runners are 0-2 Werewolves. 0-4 Blitzers that you can choose between Pestigors and Corngors. 0-4 blockers, Chaos Chosen blockers, 0-3 big guys, Minotaur, Croxagore, Ratoga, and Bloodspawn. So one thing we don't know right now is whether the team's integral limitations will affect it. So big guys 0-3, is it 0-3 Minotaurs or is it 0-3 of the following and the Minotaurs 0-1, the Croxagores 0-1? And that brings up one of the points from chat just now that actually, are they going to adjust the costs for Dungeon Bowl? Um, because that's interesting. Now, what do you guys think about the restrictions element? Do you think we'll see additional, or do you think it is just literally 0-3 of these dudes in any order? I think there will be a restriction. I know I know you're desperate for a three minotaur build then. <laughs> um, I, I think I think there will be a restriction on, on the the player types within that. I don't think this will be like the list you get and you just like go nuts. Yeah. I, I think the opposite. I think this is Dungeon Bowl has always been a bit mad um, for team builds, and I feel that fits into the category straight off. I think it would be fabulous uh, GW marketing because yes, you might want to buy, you might might want to play a three Minotaur build, but that means why would you not uh, three three Minotaurs that you've got to get if in, if you haven't got access to one of the <laughs> seventy five million. Uh, third-party ones, then uh, they're going to make a fortune. So, Ben, you, you are probably right, but there is a little bit of hope that I'm clinging on to. And if you look at the College of Death roster, it says blockers 0-4, Flesh Golem, that's it. The Flesh Golem is 0-2 in the parent roster, but it's 0-4 blockers there. Now, given that the article has already been changed and edited to be corrected for the teams, uh, it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope that that's not just going to be blockers 0-2 Flesh Golems. But there is a chance that it is just going to be grouped in that way. And if the teams are laid out like this in the book, you won't need the book, right? 
because it's pretty self-explanatory you'll need the other books and if you've already got the other books you're good to go like if you've got the rosters and things like that um whether they're going to have player profiles for every team in the dungeon ball book is going to be interesting because that does kind of invalidate spike 13 if the corn roster is just straight up in the book do you think they're going to have all the player profiles uh i think they will i think it will be pretty tricky for a box game not to have the profiles to the players in so i think it'll be quite hard to play your team i agree with you like i mean i love the spike magazines they're quite cheap anyway they're good fun but if you're just getting into Blood Bowl, being able to pick up the Dungeon Bowl book and having all of the league rules and all of the rosters in there, that's pretty useful from a Games Workshop point of view. Um, it would be hilarious if the standard Blood Bowl rules aren't in there, which I imagine that they're not. So that, that's also quite funny. Um, but, but yeah, so the way the teams are structured, it creates brand new teams. And I, for one, am incredibly excited to take these to the 11s pitch. Um because yeah. it happens in the fluff all the time that Dungeon Bowl teams go and play 11s and the 11s teams go and play Dungeon Bowl and I cannot wait to run my triple Bloodspawn roster uh, with a couple of werewolves and uh, yeah, just enjoy it because the Bloodspawn is going to perform, I think, pretty pretty, pretty darn well in tunnels uh, because Frenzy Strength 5 and no armor saves you against the Bloodspawn, I think is going to be worth the extra 10k versus Minotaur, and I love Minotaurs. Uh, Davin says, write-up for each college would be very good too. I'm sure we'll have a bit of a bit of background for each I, of the colleges. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I, like, I'm really intrigued by the whole like college system. It's like the different names like what why they're called that where they've come from like I, i'm really blind i'm going into dungeon Bowl completely blind That's so really like a, they yeah, had, had a draft true. system and all sorts in old versions of it so there's like really so many bits and pieces of rules that could be added in there and that's that's, that's cool. so exciting like that element is so good so teams wise we've got eight teams and each of them are custom rosters i mean ben what do you think about having this bespoke roster system like this what like having this yeah this like weird chinese menu style builder blood bowl team <laughs> I, I think it's pretty interesting i um genuinely want chinese now like <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's cool and I wonder like how they've come up with it. Is it purely thematic or like is it just is there like any sort of form of balance in there? I know Blood Bowl's a bit weird for balance, but Ooh. have they decided this team could use this kind of player, so this is why we've chosen that kind of player, or is it just because, you know, college of beasts, let's get the beastie looking guys. But then they've they've got like Chaos Chosen Blockers, which I think is strange for like College of Beasts. So Yeah, the, I'm not sure. The trend of logic is it doesn't exist, I think, here. Um, yeah. Now it didn't massively before. I, I like that they've kind of gone a themey route, but I, you're exactly right, Ben. There's some questionable stuff in there, and the College of Death not having werewolves—that's a bit sad. Um, and yeah. well, I brought this up in chat. Rich Saxby was like, "Yeah, but werewolves aren't dead, are they?" I'm like, "Well, neither are ghouls. Like, Very neither true. are the ghouls. Like, the logic. There is no logic Flesh train. Islands, technically, I don't know. I, who knows?" Like, yeah, death is yeah. subjective. If, if if the golem, you know, identifies as being alive, then actually, go nuts. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the the beasts, and I do love the idea of having all the beastial kind of guys. But you're right, Ben. Like, 
there's beastmen, there's weremen, there's minotaurs, there's croxagors, there's Arnold. And it's a bit... Yeah, so they've gone, they've gone for croxagor, but not lizardmen for the blockers. I just thought that would have been a better fit. Lizardmen are basically just good guy beastmen, right? So Yeah, I mean, uh, was it was it Sam Frenzy Garner who immediately was like, dude, there's a beastman team right there. You just get bestigors and use them as chaos blockers. And I was thinking, actually, you know yeah, what? Man. The Pestigors from uh, the Nurgle team would print up uh, on a larger scale. And there's loads of cool Beastman models out there. You know, you print them up to be strength four. That's pretty cool. They don't have horns, though. It's weird. Like, I don't think yeah. there is a chain of logic when it comes to uh, to this. And something, sorry, something that is cool about them, though, is I think it's the first time we've seen properly defined categories, right? So having, like, linemen, runners, blitzers, blockers. I think, I remember we've discussed in the past, definitely on a previous episode yeah but like what are like a favorite runners or the favorite blockers we've kind of like yes. have we kind of come up with that kind of definition like catchers throwers are they a, are they a thing or are they just fall under the runner category i think it's really cool to see these like defined categories and that that's very interesting from a team design standpoint especially when it comes to like customer mixed teams and yeah. that's a and easier for new starters as well because it gives you an idea of what that player is meant to do yeah so I feel pretty good about calling a werewolf a runner before, because I think I put him in the top yeah. five runners, and people are like, whoa, 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 he's a, he's a blitzer. Um, ironically, though, the corn gores and pestigores aren't blitzers. They're runners, definitely runners. Uh, and it's like, what's the thrower going to be? Is the thrower, is a catcher going to be its own category? I mean, the gutter runner is a catcher, but it's a runner, that's fair. But a human catcher, runner? Like, where's it going to be? Uh, where's the thrower mm -hmm. going to be? Someone was like, "Is there going to be a thrower category?" I don't know. And it's quite cool, and I know that it makes it, it makes no odds at all, does it? Like, it's not a problem. It's just you're right, Ben. It is interesting, but that's the good thing about Blood Bowl. Like the way that they, everything's a scale. Um, you know, everything's a runner if it's got the ball. And um, like Trips was saying, Black Orc runners. That's where that team goes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. And uh, are we going to see? Them? Sorry, are we going to see throwers? Because isn't Dungeon Bowl like a bit weird for throwing? Ah, to be honest with you, in Blood Bowl, when are you throwing over six squares anyway? Uh, and in uh, yeah, I'm seeing ability. <laughs> <laughs> Running pass. Um, yes. I have seen you play nobility, and I have oh, seen you true, use yeah. use running pass. And uh, well, the patrons are going to see that Saturday too. Um, so. Uh, yeah, as far as it used to be, you could only throw quick and short passes and you can bounce off walls as well, which is quite showy. I don't know whether it's going to be a huge element of the game or not. Um, so with the teams, I guess it's best now to talk about positionals. So we've seen at least one team where they're in multiple teams. So the Necro team is in the College of Beasts and the College of Death, and there are no duplicate positionals. So the werewolf is in one of those rosters. The rest of the positionals are in t'other. And I wonder if we're going to see uh, two things. The positionals spread out or if just some positionals won't exist in the game. Will, mm. you know, will there be some positionals they can't shoehorn in? And, and chaos, corn uh, is probably a really good one, right? So if we look at the College of Yonder Fire... Uh, let's go here. So dwarves, ogres, and corn. We know from the box that you can have dwarf players, all of them, and we know that you can have at least ogres and noblars. It may be that there is no punter allowed, 
But Corn is also in that roster. So judging by the other ones, right, it might just be that, I don't know, what are we going to see? Are we going to see a choice of two linemen here, like Dwarf linemen, Nobla linemen? Like it, are we going to see some players missing because they're shoehorning 20, 20 teams into eight and get all those positionals mm. in all those teams? I mean, I think even it's challenging. Even we'd struggle with that. And no, I'm joking. Yeah. We wouldn't, but it wouldn't be wouldn't be good. <laughs> yeah, Snotling have a lot that would be struggled to fit in multiple teams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Snotlings and Goblins both fall in the mm. College of Life. So there's 19 different teams wedged into eight. So it's not too bad, actually. You know, it's just a, a two and a bit teams. Uh, two and a bit teams per team. And of those teams, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven that are duplicated. And two of them are duplicated in multiple teams. So Human and Corn are in three teams. Lizard, Skaven, Necro, Nobility and Nurgle are in two teams. Chaos, Dwarf, Dark Elves, uh, Orcs, Wood Elves, Undead, Elves, Black Orcs, Ogres, Halflings, Goblins, Snotlings are all in one as well. And Goblins and Snotlings are in the same thing. Uh, no, Snotlings and Halflings are in life and Goblins are in shadow. Are we going to see a chainsaw? I'd hope so. That, that seems fitting. I, I mean, weapons galore seems kind of the dungeon bowl theme, right? I hope so, but like that roster is going to be brutal because it's going to be like mm. seventeen different positionals, and our league spreadsheet's only built to take up to twelve, I think. Because uh, because <laughs> OWA landed, and I was like, Oof, all right, let's just you know, let's just add a couple <laughs> to be on the safe side, and I think we're going to see some of these rosters just nuke our spreadsheet, which means I'll have to build a new, better one, which is okay. I can probably do that, but yeah. Do you think we're going to see some uh, positionals missing from the final show? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm hoping they're missing because there's going to be future colleges down the line. Yes. Good shout, Ian. Oh, what was that? Sorry. I hope there's going to be future colleges to expand the dungeon bowl. Dungeon Bowl Death Zone or something next year. Potential. That's what we want to see. There was at least Rainbow and uh, and Dark College, I think, in in the original. I don't know whether it was the original, original like the third edition version, but there was there was definitely a Rainbow College, and of course there was a Dungeon Bowl video game um, that had some extra was colleges. It? Yeah, it was very bad. Uh, it got pulled. Getting out of town. Yeah, by cyanide yeah, but... using the Blood Bowl engine. Cyanide um, as well. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. It, it didn't didn't do great, uh, which is such a shame because I completely missed it and I was like, oh cool. Uh, this was back. I think when I was farming Blood Bowl one games to play with the old corn roster, and I was like, dude, there's Dungeon Bowl, and uh, couldn't get hold of it. I even tried to download it. Dungeon Bowl Knockout Edition. I even tried to Last buy it legally. Ben, I was like, I'll just buy this. This is fine, and I couldn't. Wow. Couldn't even buy it. Does look quite naff. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, and not the kind of naff that tracks your stats. Um, yeah. yeah. So we've seen shadow, we've seen fire, college of metal, orcs, black orcs, corn, and humans. And at first, I was like super excited. Now we just don't know what's going to be in there, do we? Are we going to see black orcs? Uh, you know, is this going to be? 
the blockers you can choose between black orcs and biggins like that's that's quite cool that gives you a bit of flexibility you know I, honestly guys i just want to know which roster the seekers are going to be in because that is going to be my team um because <laughs> strength four frenzy in a tunnel is gonna be great like yeah <laughs> going to be great cool. no nega traits two dice all day long basically against everybody four die blocks yeah seekers is where it's at uh and I'm I'm very 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 much excited about that. I mean, is there is there any of these colleges immediately splash out and excite you guys? Ah, uh, uh, I I think I just I think I want to try them all. To be fair, this beast one actually looks pretty fun. Like it looks really quick and wrong on the blitz and stuff like that. Like, having werewolves with strength four blockers, it sounds just like well, like I I mean I say that you got like um other teams exist but like ah, the golems don't count yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but with like chaos chosen and then beastmen to back it up uh, and the, the, the big guys it's just i mean i'm loving this yeah uh, the the college of life team you mentioned sounds really fun as well no when wood elves seems like quite a, quite a beastly combo and snotlings and with a little bit of halflings in there as well so oh, you yeah, could roll true. two so trolls and three treemen from that roster i mean Man, i'm sure it's yeah. going to be naught to three big guys but it does mean that you can throw snotlings with trees which yeah. I, I think if we're honest That's is something good. we've all wanted to do um <laughs> how about you trips i quite hey. like the, the um college of i think it's the college of light the the one with nobility in because i think nobility in a dungeon are going to be very oh. annoying because oh, you, you can just fill a corridor. Ben's going to take those blooming fen stand firm, horrible blue mage. Yeah, no fun allowed in this. Dungeon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tap tap. No, um, is how that's going to play out. Uh, yeah, uh, elven yeah. union with a bit of human and a bit of nobility in there. Honestly, any elves mm. to add to human thrower, awesome. Um, I mean, and those cheap linemen with fen. It, you're right, trips. It's good. It's it's a really good counter to. The idiots like me who are like, huh, strength and frenzy. Uh, you know, that's fine. Here's a peasant. Like, you don't get to do your thing. That sounds great. Cheers, Ben. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to force you to use the teleporters, and that's always fun when you that goes wrong. Yeah, true. Aww. You're just making the game more fun for everyone. John Jonathan's pointed out something. Drive a pump wagon through the dungeon. Will we see? Will we see pump wagons? Will we see death rollers? <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I don't care about the death roller. Like, if I'm really hoping that the uh, the College of Fire roster has a Minotaur or something like has a Bloodspawn, and you can just oh, use funny. yeah, but then you can use the death roller model and actually use it in Blood Bowl, as opposed to just yeah. having six different death rollers that uses turn markers. Uh, you know. Oh, that does take me on to a different question. Oh, okay. If, if I may go. Do you guys think? that i mean this is this will be difficult to make from like a consumer standpoint you're like right i want my college of life team now i need to buy four boxes do you think this could be a really big boost to the 3d print market hugely so third party 3p and 3d are the best place to be if you're a dungeoneer Okay, three third party and three D printing. Uh, someone said it in in one of the one of our videos. Actually, they they flagged up and said, "Man, back in the old days where you could pick up a blister of like mm. two or three dudes, this would have been wicked." Like, 
yeah. pick, up, pick up a pack of human blitzes, pick up a couple of golems, like, oh, I'm brewing up my team. Now it's a case of, you know, it, it's not, it's not, it's not expensive to have every team, but it is expensive to have a little bit extra of any one team. I think so. You're right, yeah. BT. Like, I want to add werewolves to my chaos team and run a beast faction. Am I going to buy a box of werewolves? Actually, yes. But you know, if you want to add stuff from different rosters, then yeah. I'm like the College of Life is a cracking example. I'll buy a box of wood elves and then Punga Patreon. I can print off my best my pestigors. You know, I can whatever comes out of there. I've got some snotlings, got some halflings, you know, from Punga, and you can print it out. But yeah, third party, I can see Grebo going and having a great time with this and being like hey here's the college of life bundle here's the beasts bundle with the different elements um but i, I think i think the cost is quite it's, it's actually third party or just buying an extra team for two positionals it, it, cost wise it is not far off and that's the sad no, thing I reckon in January there'll be a lot of clubs having lots of discussions going, who's got spare ones of this oh, and of that, and I'll trade you two of those for one of those, and I, I need that. Blood Bowl. <laughs> Trading Pokemon cards back in the day yeah. in the school playground. That was good, good yeah. times. <laughs> and you know what? I am very surprised with these rosters. They haven't just gone one spur of each and then sold a College of Life thing with uh, an Elf Union, a human, and a, and a nobility roster. Uh, sprue i'm really surprised they haven't gone that way and when the box landed that's what well, i assumed they... it was going to be i mean they do for blitzball right they're like single sprue uh like yeah well, do you reckon yeah. they'll get repackaged into some dungeon bowl and ship nah, around the world i don't think so because it's like 25 pounds for two sprues or 15 for one like no one would right. do it you just go and buy two and go halves with a friend um but but yeah. from a games workshop design point of view this this is completely out there, and I think I can't. I think Ben, you you banging on the money there. This is as an expansion. This is a very difficult con one to support from a commute from a consumer point of view. Like this is way more sandbox than anything they've done in a really long time. Uh, mm. be, because this does not encourage you to go and buy a bunch of boxes of Blood Bowl teams. Uh, it, it really doesn't, and it. it <sighs> What I say, I quite like it. <laughs> like, I've sort of wanted this sandboxness from Games Workshop for quite some time now, so it's actually really refreshing to see them go back to this kind of thing. Like this used to be really common in all their games. Like when I got into 40k, even in seventh edition, not that long ago, uh, seven years ago. Um, but got got into that. That was so sandbox. Like it'll be like, oh, I'm making my squad of orc boys, so I can take all of this, but the yeah. box doesn't come with that. Oh, yeah, because you've got to, you can, you can make it. If that's what you want, you want to stick your paintball on a bike. Do you know we what, don't sell that? Do you know what these these the, colleges are? Replies. They're not teams; they're warbands. Yeah, that's a really yeah, that's a good chat. Yeah. This yeah. this is more like building a Warcry warband than it is a Blood Bowl team, and that's that's really exciting. Difficult to get new players into, but what an aspirational element here. So the College of Beasts. Uh, 0 to 4 of Pestigors, Corngors, so that's 8 different players, uh, and up to 12 big guys to have the full, like, you cannot build, you cannot have 
everything you need for one college well you, you can and we probably do but not painted anyway let's go with that um but yeah it, it's, it's unless really... you've got a load of war cry miniatures because <laughs> they, they they might come in very handy to fill the roster out hugely so yeah but yeah ben i think 3d printing and uh third party absolutely not essential but there is gonna there's gonna be a class yeah. system when it comes to playing dungeon ball I think uh, there's <laughs> there's going to be entry level and then there's going to be I've got models from six different teams uh, because I printed them uh, or yeah. because I bought every single team and painted every team up with the same scheme. Um, but I want to paint a specific Elf Union, Human and Nobility team with the blue and white scheme. I want a college team like the Beast roster. Like we're going to be filming some games on YouTube hopefully next week. I really want a red team for the fire guys and I really want a black and purple team for the Skaven and, and, and Dark Elves. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? Like, do I just buy extra boxes of stuff? And there's going to be a lot of people that can do that. And you know what? That's fine. Like, if you need two werewolves, just get a Necro team. Like, it, it's £24. Get it from Entoyment. Otherwise, you'll spend £16 buying STLs and resin and or ordering them from like Grebo and for eight more pounds you get an entire team like there's going to be angles like that which are great you've got a chaos team buy a couple of werewolves chuck it in your your, your team's ready to go there's going to be some other teams that i think are way more chaotic and uh, to build and maximize but i love it mm. because we get to brew up some serious rosters and to your point later in these combinations they can definitely add some colleges uh, how they explain them away i don't know but you know what? They can definitely do it. We can definitely do it. There will be loads of players that definitely do it. I'm less worried about them. How the the how doesn't really matter. The uh, the bits and pieces of all the rosters, and it means they can keep building in new teams, and then they can retrofit them into Dungeon Bowl, and we'll just be like ridiculously happy for two years. <laughs> oh, new team. How does it fit into Dungeon Bowl? Better get it for, you know, Cornlands. Oh, I can take them in this Dungeon Bowl team. I'll pick up a box of corn to add to my College of Life team. It's just, it's just, it's a very cool, it's another way to play. Um, I love it. So the team element is pretty awesome. Are there any downsides to it, do you guys reckon? I mean, I think I'm the sorry. downside is, is that you... You can't buy a box of a team. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that is a very big downside. Is that this it's is all... packed level, isn't it? Chaos packed level difficulty. Yeah. Uh... Also, potential downside is where Ian was saying future expansions could be cool, but then is there enough to to expand to that? Like the, all of the teams have their home. Like, do we have to then wait for? Um, three new teams to drop, and they'll get just get crammed into one dungeon bowl college. Is that going to be the case, or like, is there much future for development within this, or does it even need it? It might not even need. It. So that does lead on to one of my bullet points, which is the teams of legend. Uh, right, because because you you're hugely right, Ben. When Norse lands, where do they go? How do they fit into dungeon bowl? Uh, do we mm -hmm. have to wait for Norse and high elves and Amazons to land, and then they get put in a new guy college uh, of the new dudes and they get corn as well because corn's cool uh, uh yeah i don't know like i really don't know and the way they've built the custom rosters like at the beginning uh it was like when we saw the 
box set like one sprue of this team one sprue of this team that's your college we kind of thought all right sweet you know what they can just mix up and say here's a sprue of this team a sprue of this team and actually from a consumer point of view that works great like you know who needs a sprue of ogres i need a sprue of ogres sweet let's split the box um but yeah. as they add teams of legend it's going to be a case of how are they going to fit them in i don't know and they might not um and that's probably okay but we want them added and that's okay too so i don't know what they're going to do and as the teams of legend land it's going to be very interesting to see how this works um a couple of great things in chat <laughs> paul was pointed out a really really big problem with the teams uh how many more miniatures cases am i going to need now <laughs> oh, yeah yeah very fair uh balance problems says davin i don't i we'll talk about balance uh, we'll talk about balance now actually uh, do we expect any college specific magic or other types of ability from owen and i really hope so like i really hope that we see some some special abilities from these teams but but two more points to go on to before we, we move on to the last and the most fun segment probably kind of depends oh i just realized something about dungeon ball i'll bring that round to the end teams of legend balance let's talk balance do these teams look particularly balanced uh, yeah. they nothing in Blood Bowl's balanced. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I'd say it doesn't matter. I mean, fortunately, this is a game which balance isn't really an issue. I yeah. agree. Snotlings are currently leading our league. Yeah. There is <laughs> <Yeah>. no balance. <laughs> yeah, I think balance issues are going to be interesting. There, uh, this is, I think, why I kind of sort of said this might be a, a class system when it comes to dungeon bowl and dungeon bowl events. Is there will be optimal builds, and there will definitely be suboptimal builds. I think, and we see it in Core Blood Bowl a little bit, but two boxes will fix anything. Uh, in this one, it's going to be a case of six boxes to to go with the optimal build, but that's 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 just part of it, and that's okay. And the good thing about Dungeon Bowl is that those situations are going to be it. It's so crunchy, fast, and chaotic that it doesn't matter. Like in Blood Bowl, you can have a set formation. Ben's deployed in a chevron. Okay, I know that I'm going to deploy heavy right wing. Uh, and just mark his left side smash the right side and cage in the back in my pocket like here's my set piece uh, when you do that by the way they will roll blitz it, it will happen yeah it just it's fine <laughs> uh, it's just it's gonna happen ah oh, set up heavy this side blitz i lose the ball but in dungeon ball you're playing in a different dungeon which is what trip said different dungeon almost every time you know you've got some nonsense with the with the chests having balls and it's just it it's so different um that i think there are some elements where balance and cost are, are going to come in and i think it's probably okay i think it might even alleviate some stuff there are going to be some times where your gutter runner just flies in gets the ball and just takes a couple of risky dodges and wins the game on turn three but actually there are going to be a lot of other times where your linemen just outperform everybody else because they're tough enough to take a punch and pick up the ball with edge three plus afterwards. And I think, I think it kind of puts it in a box where it evens out a little bit. Jonathan, thank you very much. Cheers. That is blood bowl. And dungeon ball is just blood bowl too. I don't know. It's just a choose your own adventure version of blood bowl. And I couldn't think of anything better. So uh, the other thing to mention is star players. The great thing about Death Zone is I do not expect star players to rock up very often, if at all, if they're legal ever. And I yeah, I hope not. I really gen genuinely hope not. These these colleges are kind of like build your own star players anyway. You've got so much to choose from. Yeah, 
Like, yeah, no one needs hack blood. Stars would make it a bit boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't seen a single mention of a keyword yet, and no keywords mean no star players. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. So what I would love to see instead of this is some kind of dungeon monsters and dungeon assists and dungeon stuff that you can buy for your college that's college-specific. You know, like the College of Light, yeah. you may actually be able to teleport one of your players using the college spell. Like, so having a college wizard of something, you know, the College of Beasts oh, yeah. for one turn gives one of your guys double strength and frenzy. Like, I'm going to go to beast mode with Absolutely, this guy. Yeah. Like, that would be sweet and would replace the star player element. Um, okay, guys, can I say that we'll take a very quick break and then go into the last bit, which is about the dungeons themselves? Yeah. All right, sure. so we'll be right back, guys in chat. Stick around. I have just had three cups of tea and need to go and get rid of them. And we're back, and I have reloaded my tea, so the bathroom countdown begins. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about the third element of Dungeon Ball and the third element of the Dungeon Ball box, which is very much the dungeon part of Dungeon Ball. So dungeons this box comes with a bunch of card dungeons i'm hoping they're going to be double-sided we don't know if there are or not i imagine that they're not going to be but part of me is like come on let's make it double-sided it was double-sided in the game that should not be named so there's every potential that it could be done here like that's cursed city if anyone remembers that game <laughs> we all got very excited about and then it just died horrifically never existed anyway so Dungeon Bowl element here. The rules are out that there's going to be rooms with special rules and that you're going to work with your opponent to build a dungeon and then roll off to pick a, a starting point. So there's that, which is really cool. There is a huge expandability element when it comes to Dungeon Bowl. And one of the things that's made it so popular for so long is that people just love making dungeons. And Trips has gone to town, started printing some stuff off. I've got some printed off as well. I've got one of his and one of uh, resin, which probably won't do any more of because that's a bad idea. But there, this is this is the cool bit. So phase one of Dungeon Bowl, it comes with a bunch of rooms in the box. So I think one of you guys, or maybe it was chat, said about this earlier. Are we going to be limited to building a dungeon with the stuff that's in the box in the rulebook? And what do you guys think about that? I don't think so. I think the rules are going to imply that as long as you agree on the layout, you agree on the layout. Yeah, I think Games Workshop being Games Workshop that we all know and love, in the book it will say lay it out using your tiles that you have bought because you are a good person, you have bought the game. Um, but I'm totally with Ian. If both players say, now nah, let's just have one corridor that's two squares wide. <laughs> Um, I think, why not? <laughs> you know, I actually think we'll see in this rule book them recommend maybe not just using the tiles in the box, maybe they'll recommend using two boxes. Like, I can definitely see that. But I guess one of the things that was flagged up in some of our earlier videos, some of the comments was just sort of saying that, um, you know, what would what would the world be like? How would global events be adjusted if they said you can only play Dungeon Bowl using one box set's worth of dungeon tiles and that's how they keep it tight and that's how they monitor the game length? Because, I mean, I did say earlier that we built like an eight-foot dungeon and that was not a quick game. Um, but mm. having a dungeon made up of just the tiles in the box uh, would keep it smaller. And, and, you know, somebody in our chat tonight did say uh, that it 
looks like a small dungeon with the tiles. Um, and it's not a massive dungeon. The thing is with Dungeon Ball, you don't want it to be a massive dungeon. Um, because historically, it's play until someone scores with the one ball. Uh, and that can be four turns and it can be 40 turns like and that's that's why i like the tribal wizard cup rules instead where there's there's three balls and they all play until you know there's a time limit so you play until you play 16 turns in a dungeon and the final score is the final score like much better mm -hmm. from a competitive play so anybody who's running a dungeon ball event i do recommend considering those rules because it would suck if you're like 25 minutes in and you're done with your game but the round is two and a quarter hours like not even richard yeah. saxby can finish an 11s game in that amount of time maybe an hour five <laughs> right maybe an hour five but there's a difference between two hours of downtime and one hour and then you know but anyway so getting the stuff in the box is wicked ian triplo do you need this box to be able to have a dungeon? No. And why is uh, I that? think it's the, the, <laughs> the I think the, the, this is spreading into the space of sort of terrain building, hobby making, 3D printing, joy. I mean it is not that hard to figure out how to make dungeon tiles. And if you want to search for it in the YouTube search bar, that will keep you busy yeah. for several hours. And there are so many different ways of doing it. I mean, you, you, yep, there's a there's the resin printed way, which might be the uh, uh, support from hell way to do it. Or there's uh, <laughs> the, the plastic printer, uh, plastic printer way, and those are free tiles that you can get um, off Thingiverse which is amazing. Um, you, can, you can do it on paper or Ben, you've got all excited about a, a proper build your own dungeon, dungeon bowl, haven't you? Yeah. It's just, yeah, you can do like foam tiles with um, foam. That, and that's like Ian said, like the YouTube space is full of that, like um, channels like Black Magic Craft or RP Archive. It's like, there's some really good channels about making stuff with foam. Um, so you don't even really need a printer for it. Pretty, well, pretty inexpensive I've seen I haven't done it myself but really do want to talking of printers you can bust out the old Epson that you've got in the cupboard you will f can track down the USB-C cable that you have and uh, you can just print out dungeon tiles like if you if you're if you've got a lot of ink you can print out color ones and stick them on card you know old school um, but if you want to play a game of dungeon ball you could just literally print out black and white squares just the squares so you can go back to serious basics you can get a ruler and a box of cocoa pops and you can just make your own you can go the foam core route which is like the foundational element of building your own dungeon isn't it like you can there's so many different ways you can do it with wood you can just use sand and mark out the squares like this is the most incredible thing about dungeon bowl and you can do a thing that i don't think we'll see but you can build preset dungeons if you want to go seriously hard like you can get a three by three from b and q and just build one dungeon or a series of rooms mm -hmm. that you can then use you don't have to mark it out for blood bowl you can then use that for war cry for kill team for space hulk for D and yeah exactly yeah. and you can do so much um with it and that's the one great thing about dungeon bowl beyond all else is that in Blood Bowl, you've got a pitch. Now, we've played with some rules about adding some stuff to the pitch, like in the way of pillars and holes in the ground and stuff to to channel the action. 
the, the, when it comes to Dungeon Bowl, that this is like the ultimate sandbox element to it. You, you build a dungeon between you and you can just go building bigger rooms and you can have pillars and you can have exciting things and you can see what it'd be like to play a game in the mines of Moria. You know, you can go to the Underdeep. You can just do so much. You can play in sewers, which I loved. We had sewer bowl sevens, you know, and mm-hmm. I think because of because of the classic Gotrek and Felix books, like I've got a thing about running around in sewers because uh, of like well, there was one a great story. Anyway, that doesn't matter. But yeah, sewers, like there's just so much you can do. And that's that's bef- that's just the square footage of the game. Then you've got special rules. Then you've got wandering monsters in the very box set there is a lava bridge there's you know there's rules for treasuries and this is where i like trip said this is where the the there's something that blood bowl misses which is building terrain this is where it goes full miniatures game uh and yeah. i think this is one of the most exciting parts of dungeon bowl but it is also one of the biggest inhibiting factors of dungeon bowl so on the one side, being allowed to make your own gear is wicked. Doing it is great fun. The other hand, setting up a game of Dungeon Bowl is not easy. So Ben, you were at club last night. You rolled out your mat and uh, the table was the wrong size. So you rolled it back up and used a cardboard one. It took maybe two minutes. Setting up yeah. a Dungeon Bowl pitch is going to take time. Now it is part of the oh, game, yeah. right? And that's okay. But we've all played full-on war games here like oh man setting up a 40k game you got to get the six by four out of the cupboard you got to set up the realm of battle or get the mat out and you got to get the terrain out and that's and there is a huge element to it and one of the great things about blood bowl is you just pop the pitch out you go when it comes to dungeon bowl you can build so much and that is one of the greatest elements of any game is the game outside the game is the hobby outside the game you can spend a lifetime making sweet dungeons uh but that setup time is going to be larger that that travel time that 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 extra bit is going to be larger so the box set having those cardboard tiles having a limited supply of cardboard tiles in there is awesome i think that's going to be really useful you sit down you set up those cardboard tiles but the fact that you can build sweet random tiles to add to it with levels with lava with cool 3d printed stuff it just really takes it to another level and it's just so sweet but it is also quite risky yeah it's something that all dungeon crawlers really struggle with the old table space the Uh, old uh you know digging around for the right tile you know it says game says you need tiles 6b and you're like okay uh, 6b (laughs) my pile of cardboard yeah it's something that they all struggle so I'd like to move this conversation and I'd like to get your, your points on it. Um, competitive Dungeon Bowl events, tournaments, table space, what do you guys think is a use... Like, What do you think is an appropriate outcome to that? What do you think is a good answer to that? Looking at these, I think a 3x3 three three would be totally fine. And it's a really good size to play games on. All right. I think three by three is probably the right size. I think four by four is gonna potentially you're gonna get into the weird and wacky layouts, which could really stretch a game out. I think yeah. you you want it to, you want a game of Dungeon Bowl to have 
routes options. You want to use the teleporters, but you don't want you don't want to have the whole. There's one corridor we've all got to go through, and someone put the flipping ability lineman in that corridor. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this pitch that they've got here, the layout they've got here is 22 squares wide by 20 squares deep, and a standard blood bowl pitch is 15 squares wide and 26 deep. So you are looking exactly right at about a three by three table space, mm-hmm. uh, which is perfectly acceptable. Like. That's fine. I mean, that's what most D and D dungeons tend to be. End up being around three by three. Um, uh, there's one, like D and D battle maps. One thing about the D and D battle maps and stuff like that is the square size. So where Games Workshop have upped their Ooh. square size to thirty-two mil, well, actually the squares are thirty-four mil. Battle maps pre like all the old dungeon tiles you can go out and buy now. They're going to be twenty-five mil, which is going to be too small to play Blood Bowl on in the new edition i know this because we transitioned and ha- someone had an old third edition pitch which is the 25 mil squares i got it got tough man and when you're playing in a dungeon yeah. it's gonna be really tough i mean you've got the the overhang so it probably will be all right but if you're playing on a battle map where it's all preset you are i mean you you know you're 33 percent too big for the squares uh, like you know you can put a big guy on a 40 on a 34 mil square because he's only going over by a couple of millimeters around the edge and that's only just at the apex of the of, of each dome but when you've got a, a big chunky boy it's going to be difficult so but battle maps and things like that that are in the old scale definitely a bit of a watch out on that one um yeah which... and, that, and you you make a point as well like if you have existing D dungeon terrain like if you if you you're one of these like really crafty people and you've made your own stuff um yeah that would kind that will kind of suck you're having to reuse that. Yeah, games workshop, games workshopped all over it with the scale creep. I mean, there's there's that element. Sorry, trips. Well, I was going to say that the the but the, the, the nice thing about dungeons is you only need one person with a set of dungeons, and multiple people can play. So not you don't need ten people at a club night to have built their own dungeon. You need. True. One person who's got the cardboard, or one person who's built the <laughs> built their own tiles, and uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're in. No, that's that is definitely right. Now, for a competitive event, I I think there's there's a couple of different ways I think of doing it. Uh, one is just have a three by three space, and you got to make the dungeon fit in there as part of your round. That seems risky, fun, but risky. Having preset map layouts, so rounds one and two will be played in this dungeon, round three and four will be played in this dungeon map. That probably is going to be more fair and and consistent. And the other way is um, printed. So basically a double-side printed dungeon map at 34mm scale. Like the image from the website, like this one here, just getting it printed on a big bit of poster card and then cut slapped on the thing flip it over for round two like that is potentially a way of doing it and there is a dungeon bowl tournament that was brewing up in london that was doing that very thing um before the apocalypse before everything closed down so that's quite cool and it, it was very much like the kill team maps so it was like a rectangle but with walls in the way so that it created a lot of a lot of avenues of travel in a in a small space uh, and I think that's definitely something that we could see as well. Um, not just individual tiles, but preset layouts for competitive events, which is, I think, how old Dungeon Bowl tournaments used to do it as well. 
Um, and it would be like, you know, use map 3B for this round. And it, it worked okay, I think. Um, I personally love the idea of... Oh ben, we've talked about this hundreds of times. Uh, league source books. Like, oh, yes. Okay, oh, this is the Eastern Wizard College League. And uh, there are six dungeons. And you play through all six. Uh, which dungeon have we got to do now? Okay, it's the Fire Mages dungeon. It looks like this. And there are special rules that these are on fire. You know, and there's there's cool stuff you can do with preset layouts. <clears throat> I like the idea yep. of preset layouts. And, I, I mean, that's something I think would be really cool to see the community do like here's the water deep dungeons and the first one's actually oh, taking place yeah right taking place in uh, <laughs> Speaking my language but... in the docks and this is the dungeon layout for the docks and where which pitch are we going to play which dungeon are we going to play on we're going to play on uh the beholder dungeon now um oh what's xanathrax xanathar xanathar close all right xanathrax <laughs> tm um you know, so there's preset dungeon layouts. So, guys, do you need to buy Dungeon Bowl for the tiles? No, you don't need no. to. <laughs> I agree. You don't need to. So when we're looking at do you need to buy Dungeon Bowl, if you want to build a dungeon, you just go build a dungeon. Like, you build it however you want. Like, it doesn't matter. I recommend using, like, the same layout as these tiles, just because, actually, it ties in yeah, nicely. Yeah, start with yeah, and then you go crazy. Um, so you don't need to, but I having, you know, dungeon tiles, if we say that it costs a third of this box, so £30 for these dungeon tiles, it does seem a little steep to buy for cardboard, but actually if you look at the price of cardboard, it's probably not that far off. And actually compared to the hours and hours and hours of building dungeon tiles and printing dungeon tiles, spending 30 quid to pick up, this amount of tiles to play a quick game of Dungeon Bowl, I think is a really good cost factor. Yeah, we even said at the start though, time's limited, didn't we? So, you know, time is limited, exactly. Yeah, time, it's, it's I, great. I don't know. I think solo time is much easier to come by than game time. Very much so, yeah. Like, I've, we've got like, got like a total of like five hours of match time a week, but I've probably got like 20 hours of hobby time. I just spend it helping Tiff build things on Animal Crossing. Um, She's making a very sweet castle right now. It's very cool. Um, Looking dope. She's just doing some great stuff. She's having a great time. Okay, so we talked through the teams. We talked through the dungeons. We talked about the rule books. I'd like to summarize in the one thing we've known about Blood Bowl and we've enjoyed about Blood Bowl as a hobby is that there is a there's three angles of why Blood Bowl is so good: the game, the hobby, and the story element to it the gameplay mm -hmm. the puzzle solving the situation what you've got in your team what players what pieces huge element in dungeon ball i mean i think that's one of its biggest strengths the play area the pitch is different the teams are different the actual gameplay like trip said right at the beginning is different every single time then you've got the hobby element which is painting your new team right Finding players to go with it, finding werewolf proxies, finding bestigors to use your chaos warriors and your beast thing. Like, we love that part. We're all avid 3D printer nut people here. But if we weren't, like we we had we did the same with three with third party stuff, like kit bash, grab cool monsters and use them as this. Ben before 3D printing, like did that sweet wear team. 
using D&D models and stuff, like scrounging pieces to build a team is a great part of the hobby too, and Dungeon Bowl knocks it out of the park with that element. And you can build dungeons, which is just something we've all been waiting for an excuse to do. Let's, let's be honest. Like, I think it's just been brewing up. And the last piece is the story. <clears throat> so this is a huge part of League. You get that RP element, that roleplay element of developing your team, brewing your team up. Dungeon Bowl has it with the theme. And, you know, you've got the League element of it, but the, the theme and the setting massively sets it up from a story point of view and it's tied in with your team and what it's doing and building your team story i think the more unique the team the more background you brew up and the more it becomes your own franchise we saw this with bonehead bowl with the mixed teams well now it's even more imbued because there's more teams in them teams so dungeon bowl massively keys in to the three elements that we've always loved about blood bowl the story the gameplay and the hobby aspect and I think that's why it's so absolutely beloved. Even if the gameplay itself is not ideal, like even if it can be real grindy, you know, or it can be over really quick, the game outside the game element is absolutely huge. So trips. Of the three factors in that box set, do you think the box set is a must uh, so I, I'm for me the box set is still not a must. The game is a must, um, and for me that the hobby side of it is the biggest part of it, because you can make your team and develop your board, and and it really sits nicely in that niche for me. So no, the box set isn't a must. And, and I think the only other thing that about Dungeon Bowl is, and probably similar to. Your, yourself ben it was one of the first variants of blood bowl i played many many yeah. years ago um and it's got a little sweet space space in my heart and i've still got the original stuff and there's no way i can ever get a miniature through one of those doors nowadays with with scale creep <laughs> but uh it it it's so nice to have it back because i never thought i would play dungeon bowl again nope i didn't either Blood Tithe, same question to you. Um, you nailed it with the three categories, and I'm in the camp where if if the local and like the club scene, <laughs> the club scene sounds really strange to use in this context. <laughs> yeah. If the um, this is not your if, traditional if club people, scene. Yeah, <laughs> if if enough players get on board with this, and if the game has enough like league and you know development longevity even if it develops in a similar way to Bubba Levens does this would replace Elevens for me in a league setting and club setting um, just because it, it engages me so much more in that case where you say with the hobby and that you've so much more potential um, I think in I think Elevens will always have its place in a tournament setting I think Elevens tournaments are great fun mm. and I can't see this replacing those for a tournament um, just because this feels just more casual at its core um, but I'd say for me, yeah, this this game is essential, but I'm with trips, the box itself isn't. So this is why it is such a strange This is this in every way is a really old school games workshop release. Because what they are providing us with here is it's a great place to start, like the box is good, like you get forty percent of what you need. But this this release is more than just the box set. 
this release is a psychological permission for players. <laughs> this this all of a sudden allows you to go and build a bunch of stuff that you could have done anyway. Like there was nothing stopping you, but having the permission, having it be validated now activates it in a way that it goes from being niche old school to now like a thing that is known, that is real. But the box has nothing to do with that, with the exception of the rule book, which you probably you don't need because the dungeon bomb rules are very simple. Have a dungeon, teleporters, treasure chests, rosters. Like that's that's it. That is what dungeon bowl is. Everything else is down to you as the players, and that's such a strange thing. Is you do not need this box if you want to start with dungeon bowl. I recommend it massively. You get the core of two fancy teams, so two hobby projects, a bunch of tiles that you don't need to make yourself, and a rule book that I'm hoping is full of cool lore and strange rules. Like that is just a wicked combination. It is a bit of a shame that you can't just pay £30 for whichever one of those ones that you want. Like, if you want an easy dungeon, £30 for an easy dungeon, they'd sell tons. You know, if you want a mixed team, then, you know, £25 for a mixed team would be sweet. And if you just want the rulebook for all that stuff, £30 for that would be a perfectly fine thing for, you know, people to get. So it's got all three of those elements in one box, and they are at odds with each other a little bit. And I think that's why there's so much apprehension is because people want to spend 60 to get the two out of the three that they want. They don't want to pay the 90 because one of those pieces they don't need. And I think you'd agree with us guys here. We don't need those teams. No. I'd love the book. I'd love the tiles. I think I'd probably buy three sets of tiles if they were like, hey, his dungeon ball tiles. I'd be like, boom, let's get club sorted. Let's get three tiles. Let's build a mega dungeon. You know, I don't really need those teams. And there will be other players out there like, yeah, the teams are cool. I just want the book or, you know, I can build a dungeon. I've already got a dungeon like I actually have an, I don't have an ogre team. Like this is a cool modeling opportunity. So that's why it doesn't feel like an mm. auto win, but ah, it is such a cool prospect. And this is the, this will be one of two things for you. Uh, a cool, fun thing to bring out for Blood Bowl every now and again. Uh, maybe you just use the dungeon tiles. Maybe the dungeon tiles end up being used for Warcry and it ends up in another box. I mean, that's how the original Dungeon Bowl and that stuff happened. I'd be like, I put in a copy of Space Hulk and I'd be like, hey, it's my Warhammer Quest tiles. Uh, you know, this is that's what DVD. This is that's how DVDs like before DVDs landed. Tiles were the things that ended up in different boxes. Um, yeah. <laughs> you might have to be of a certain age to appreciate that one, but it's very true. Um, and you know or it's going to be the beginning of your new hobby like blood bowl's wicked it's a pretty decent competitive game and it's a pretty friendly vanilla game to get into like you play a game of blood bowl a game of blood bowl is a game of blood bowl is a game of blood bowl you set up you play but if you're a dungeoneer there's so much to explore if you like the rp version if you like the dungeons and dragons version if you're a tournament um, if you're a TO, like someone who, if you're if you're a dungeon master, this is the beginning of a community. It's just whether or not you have time, uh, and that's yeah. the biggest factor. Like time is the fourth factor, isn't it? A four-dimensional space. You got X, Y, Z, which is hobby, 
game and story. And the last piece, the fourth dimension, is time. And I think that basically sums up where we are with this release. Yeah. My 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 closing thing on it is if on the rare chance someone from Games Workshop who happens to be in charge of any of this is it's, it listens to this, please just you know five pound PDF if the, if the dungeon ball, dungeon bowl rules are like you know quite minor, just please just put that in a separate five pound PDF. So many existing hobbyists will buy that. All so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many just want to do their pitch. They have their teams ready, ready to go. Yeah, and I just want to know the rules. I think um, I'm surprised the book. Want. I'm genuinely surprised the book isn't separate. It like the core rulebook landed yeah. at the same time as the box game. Uh, I'm quite surprised that it isn't. And I, you know, it may be because they want to shift some of the plastic teams. Uh, and you know what? That's that's fine. Like mixed teams are wicked, so this gives us a great angle into what we want to do. Um, so super happy with that. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Trips. Any final thoughts for you on Dungeon Bowl? Uh, I I think the final thought for me is um, we're we're really glad that it's coming. We're really glad it's coming before Christmas. Oh gosh. I think yeah. there's we we sort of mentioned earlier today when we were talking about it the the timeline from this is a thing to this is going to be a thing we have in our hands is incredibly short for GW and therefore is wonderful um <laughs> and it. and more more is better in this case and yeah yeah it, it, it might not be perfect the box up but it's better than not having it and i think you know that that christmas morning boxed game this is a this will be a lot of fun like you will have a lot of fun playing this game and it's one of the few games you can get these days that's pretty self-contained but insanely expandable like at that you don't get that a lot i think you know you play hero quest or something and you've got like two missions and it's kind of like and we're gonna do the same thing again and we're gonna do the same thing again now let's let's build a long dungeon let's build a square dungeon you know let's swap teams uh you know let's try a different build like there's just a ton of replayability and um this this will be the game i use when i have kids to trick them into playing blood bowl so I'm going to be like, let's go explore a dungeon, <laughs> uh, you know, because I think it's the best way. But genuinely, use three balls and use a time limit. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, you know, try a few vanilla games, then just play one Tribal Wizard Cup version. Just, just, just try it. 16 turns. When you open a chest on a four plus, there's a ball. On a one to three, it explodes. Once three balls are revealed, the rest of them are just waiting to explode play the game out to completion if someone scores a casualty if someone scores a touchdown they go back to your reserves you can bring them on fire a teleporter on your next turn you've got 16 turns leave the left route focus on the middle and the right pick your lanes bash it through it's fine it's a great way to play it like it's just and that's how good dungeon bowl is is like you can tweak it you can make different things it's so good right guys shall we wrap up for the day yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm being summoned oh, to watch the Drag Race final. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just will say one more for everyone listening. Um, is remember it's um, Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, and for those of you running out of hobby supplies, good weekend get to uh, get a 3D printer, <laughs> get some uh, bits and pieces, uh, uh, top up your supplies at a slightly cheaper price. 
that's actually a really great shout and if you get the opportunity use your friendly local gaming store especially if they've got a sale on the go because uh it's always great to have somewhere to play um and uh yeah flgs do a great job of that hopefully anyway heard some 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 good stories and some bad stories but anyway i want to say a big thank you to everybody for uh jumping in watching with us and, and hanging out and thanks very much for listening thank you very much for watching we'll be back soon with more blah blah content and hopefully if everything goes to plan next week we'll be back with several dungeon ball games which i'm super excited oh, if, can't wait yeah thursday should be good fun anyway right gonna disappear ian ben thank you very much for hanging out and talking blood bowl and it's 20 past 10 which is pretty early for us on a podcast night as well so that's cool so i am gonna go watch the nfl now guys thank you very much happy blocking Bye. Happy block. Thanks very much for watching. We really appreciate your support. If you want to help support the channel even further, please like and subscribe or come join us on our Patreon. We have early access to content. We get loads of feedback from you guys and we try and do competitions as much as we can. Or you can get yourself some Bonehead Podcast merch on our Spreadshirt site. So if you want to support a team, especially for the Bonehead Championship, you can pick up a shirt, a mug, things like that. It all helps support the channel and we really appreciate it. Anyway, links below. Thank you very much. Happy blocking.